friends, welcome to another episode of Impact Today. My name is Mark Bowling, an evangelist and teacher of the Word of God, and I'm just excited that you joined me today. Uh, we're going to be continuing along the lines of seven things that will elevate your faith to another level. But before we go any further, let me just remind you to visit our website at impacttoday.tv. Uh, you can email us, send us your prayer requests, Tell us of your testimonies. If you accepted Christ, let us know. Also, at that website, um, you can uh, access these, these messages, all of them, uh, at, on our YouTube channel, as well as podcasts. If, if, you like, uh, if you're an iPhone user or Android user, we have a podcast for you. And uh, I, there's many people reaching out to us, li- telling us that they listen to this show while they're driving down the road, or they watch it on YouTube. So even if you're watching it now, you can see this episode again on YouTube, or you can listen to it on your pod on your podcast. So you can feed your faith, get it on the inside of you. I can't tell you in my life how much I have benefited from listening to the same sermon or sermons on a on a a recording over and over and over again because there's always more revelation that the Holy Spirit can give you. And so make sure you take advantage of that and tell your friends about it. Like, subscribe, share it, and uh, it'll be a benefit to you and to others. But as I said, we're continuing along the lines of seven things that elevate your faith to another level. Remember, we began several weeks ago on number one, the integrity of God's Word. God's Word is what it says it is. It is all-powerful. It is mighty. God's Word is sovereign. People talk about the sovereignty of God. That sovereignty is expressed through His Word. God's Word is sovereign. God's Word is all-powerful. God's Word is tested, tried, proven. It can be counted on. Uh, The second thing that we discussed was the reality of redemption. When you realize that you have been completely redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you have been delivered from the power of darkness and put into the kingdom of God's dear Son, life becomes different for you. There's the reality of the new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're not just a sinner who's been forgiven. You are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. The next uh, thing that needs to become more real to you, if your faith is going to go to another level, is the reality of righteousness. Jesus became sin for us that we might become the very righteousness of God in Him. When God the Father looks at you, He sees you as righteous. This is a staggering thing. Actually, 2 Corinthians 5.21 might be one of the most staggering statements in the entire New Testament. 
He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When God sees you, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when he looks upon your spirit, he sees righteousness. You can't improve upon it. Why? Because you're in Christ. You're united together with Christ. He sees you as righteous as Jesus. That's a staggering thought, but it's Bible. Amen. To as many as receive the gift of righteousness, they reign as life. They reign as kings in the realm of life through that one man, Jesus Christ. Righteousness, what a subject. So you have the integrity of God's word. You have the reality of redemption. You have the reality of the new creation, the reality of righteousness. And then there is the reality, knowing it's real to you, the reality of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And He is there, not as a spiritual hitchhiker. He is there to put you over in life, to lead you, to guide you, to help you pray, to strengthen you, to reveal Christ and His glory to you. What a wonderful helper we have in the person of the Holy Spirit. Then last week we began talking about the reality of fellowship. Fellowship. Now remember, there's a difference between relationship and fellowship. The very purpose of redemption was to bring you into a right standing or a right relationship with God that you're His son, you're His daughter, you're His righteousness, you have a right standing with Him. You can come into His presence without any sense of guilt or inferiority. You can come into His presence as if sin never existed. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus redeemed you from that mess. The very purpose of that was so that he, God, could have fellowship with you. I think I stated this last week, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. This is really good, especially for those who are called into full-time ministry, or really, maybe you're called into business or whatever. Um, if you're not careful, you, you identify yourself. You, you feel like your identity, your value is wrapped up in what you do or what your calling is. For example, I'm an evangelist. But my identity is not in the fact that I'm an evangelist. My identity is in the fact that I am a a child of God, that I belong to my Father. He values me. He loved me before I ever became an evangelist. And so uh, let me remind you, um, the most important thing in life is that you know Christ. I'll never forget that I was praying, and there was something I already knew, but the Lord just really, just really dealt with me about it once a few years ago when I was praying. It was actually several years ago now, spending some extra time in some prayer and a little bit of fasting. He dealt with me, said, you know, my highest calling in life is not to be an evangelist, is not to conduct miracle festivals, which we do which I have a responsibility to obey that call. But my highest calling in life is to know the Lord Jesus Christ intimately. And I feel like there's many, whether it's a businessman or whether it's someone who's called to be an evangelist or to become a pastor, sometimes 
Everything you do centers around that. And you obtain your goals and you get your goals. And the nature of a man is that to conquer. Well, what happens if you've fulfilled everything God's called you to do? What happens if you fulfill it at a young age? If you're not careful, you can succumb to becoming bored. And that's a very dangerous place to be. But I am telling you, when you realize there's always more of Jesus to know, there's more of his presence to to attain to, there's more to become like him. You know, Paul said, I haven't attained. He said, my determined purpose is that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Never forget this. Your highest calling in life is to know Jesus, is to fellowship with Jesus. And out of that fellowship springs successful business. Out of that fellowship springs uh, successful ministry. Amen. Strength and stability of ministry comes out of true Fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in that fellowship, He's going to deal with you. Mark it down. In that time with Him, He's going to deal with you. He's going to correct you. He's going to direct you. He's going to shine the light on things. And as you yield to Him, as you submit to Him, as you repent of things, as you just humble yourself before Him and become pliable in His hands... Hallelujah. His desires will be born inside of you and those desires will come to pass and great and glorious things will happen in your life, in your ministry, in your work, in your business, whatever God has called you to do. It's awesome. Praise God. Amen. In His presence there is fullness of joy. At His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And it's so easy, if we're honest about it, to forget that. Well, we hear it preached in church. Uh, We quote it in church. But in our day-to-day living, if we're not careful, we get caught up in the mundane. We get caught up in the things that the world would have to offer, thinking that there's going to be fun in that, when actually that's temporary. But in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. That means they're eternal. Hallelujah. Listen to the 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 out of the Amplified Bible. This is awesome. It says this, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to His promise. And He can be depended on. Oh, that is powerful. Did you hear that? God is faithful. He's reliable. He's trustworthy, therefore ever true to His Word, and can be depended upon. If you're going through a situation in life, you can trust His Word. Amen. His Word is trustworthy. But the second part of that verse says this, By Him you were called into companionship and participation with His Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice, we, you and I, we have been called into companionship and participation with our Lord Jesus Christ. That is awesome. Hallelujah. 
So we actually read that last time we were with you, but it's just, you, how can you read that too much? <laughs> we, we also stated last time that there's a difference between relationship and fellowship. Relationship means you're a child of God. You're in right standing with God. Fellowship means you're partaking of the benefits of that relationship. Okay? So, in 1 John chapter 1, the Holy Spirit encourages us to make sure we walk in the light as He is in the light. Because as we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God and we have fellowship with one another. Our fellowship is with God the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. But it goes on to say in 1 John chapter 1, listen carefully to this. 1 John chapter 1, it says in verse uh, 6, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Amen. So there is no such thing as fellowship with the Father God while we walk in darkness. Now, that doesn't mean you're not a child of God. If you've been born again, and let's say you have sinned, you've made a mistake, you slipped and fell, at that moment, fellowship is broken, but you still have a right standing with Him. You're in relationship with Him. He hasn't ceased to be your Father. You're still His Son. But there's no way you can have the same interaction. There's no way you can have the same communion with Him while sin is present. What's the, what's the, the solution to that? Very simple. Don't wait till you go to church to repent. Repent right now. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Notice what it says. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. That's his word. I heard a story uh, years ago. I heard a story of this lady who approached this uh, minister asking for prayer. So he said, well, what's your prayer request? And she said, well, I, uh, my, my husband and I, you know, I'm a Christian and my husband's not a Christian. And um, I've loved him, and he's been a very good husband to me. But one day he just came in, and he did some things that weren't right. He did some things that were not appropriate, and I lost my temper. And I went off on him. I screamed. I yelled. And uh, I said some things that I should have never said. And I am so sorry about it. And uh, I asked my husband to forgive me. And you know, he forgave me. And the, the minister said to the lady, okay, uh, sister, um, you know, you haven't asked for prayer though. You've only told me something. What do you want? She says, would you please pray that I would know in my heart that God has forgiven me for what I did to my husband? And the, the, the minister said to her, I'm not going to pray for you, that God would show you that uh, you're, you are forgiven. She goes, what do you mean? You're not going to do that? No, I'm not going to do that. Why? Why would you not do that? Because I already have his word. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is 
faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why would I ask God to show you that when it's right there, plain? Just read it and believe it. Do you believe God's word or don't you? Well, I just need you. I, I don't know. I just, I've asked him to forgive me. I've confessed it to him, but I just don't feel forgiveness. And the minister said to her, sister, let me ask you a question. Did you ask your husband to forgive you? Yes. Did he forgive you? Yes. How do you know? Because he said he forgave me. And you believed him? Yeah, I believed him. So basically you're saying to me, sister, that you believe your husband who's a sinner more than you love more than you believe God who's perfect. And all of a sudden she saw it. The lights came on and she said, Oh, I am forgiven. The Father has forgiven me. My sin is washed away. And she she continued on with her fellowship. We never have to go another day with broken fellowship. Amen. Listen to 1 John chapter 2, uh, verse 1. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and I. He's saying, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. So the Father's not encouraging you to sin here. Amen. So that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. In other words, he is the substitutionary sacrifice. He is the atonement. He satisfied the claims of justice, and that's why the Bible says God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That is awesome. God in his justice made a way to show you mercy by punishing his own son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So that if you come to him broken, you say, man, I I have sinned. I've made a mistake. I am wrong. Please forgive me, Heavenly Father. He's faithful. He's just. He will show you mercy. Hallelujah. Proverbs says, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. There's mercy for you. No matter what you've done, there's mercy for you. The price has been paid. Jesus' blood has been shed. Amen. Just like we we mentioned this last week, there's a, a marriage relationship. Well, if I say something unkind to my wife and I do her wrong with my words or whatever, uh, well, fellowship's broken. Amen. Fellowship is broken. But she's still my wife. I'm still her husband. We're still married. We're still one. What happens? Well, Victoria, I'm so sorry. I should not have said that. That was wrong of me. I'm wrong. You're right. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Okay. Big hug, big embrace. And what happens? Fellowship is restored. Amen. It's the same with the Father. The purpose of being in relationship with Him is fellowship. Let us have fellowship with Him. Let us commune with Him. Let us have fullness of joy. Here in this chapter, 1 John, notice 
John, he says this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, these things we write to you. Now, the context is fellowship. Walking in the light as God is in the light. No darkness. Amen. When we make a mistake, he shines the light on it. We repent. We confess it. The darkness is removed. We continue walking in the light. Notice what he says here. These things we write to you, that your joy may be full. Fullness of joy is a result of fellowship with the Father and with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're bored with God, that means you're not in fellowship with Him. Bottom line. I've been bored. I'm not going to lie. I've, there, you know, there's times I, I yield to the flesh. I get bored with the things of God. What do I do? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Joy disappears. Amen. But once I get back into fellowship, once I get in His presence, once I confess my sin, and I know the blood has washed me clean, and I begin to worship the Lord, that joy starts coming back. It starts working. Peace is restored. And as I continue to worship God, and it's amazing, the more you worship God day after day after day, it's like you just say His name, and all of a sudden you can sense His presence even more. He's never left you, but you're becoming more sensitive. Oh, there's nothing like it. Hallelujah. Nothing like it. Amen. Paul told the church at Ephesus, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be continually filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you're in fellowship with the Father, the Holy Spirit is filling you. And when the Holy Spirit is filling you, there's joy, there's a song in your heart, there's a laughter in you, there's a shout of victory, hallelujah. Oh, and it's for every person who calls on the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So how do we fellowship with God? We keep our heart clean. We pray. We meditate in His Word. We read His Word. We keep His Word on our lips. We think about it. We set our mind on spiritual things. You know, it's very, I know in my own life, I'll just say this, uh, you know, there's all the politics and stuff that go on. I, I, I like to follow politics and I like sports. Those are my two things. I like to follow sports and I like to follow politics. But if I'm not careful, I can get my mind so set on politics I can get my mind so set on sports that you get your mind off the spirit. And if you get your mind off the spirit, death starts working in you. Amen. You, you cut yourself off. Not from your relationship with God, from fellowship, communion with the Father. So we have to be careful. What is it in your life that distracts you from the things of God? I'm not saying that I'm abandoning politics or abandoning sports or anything like that. Uh, I still, but in the midst of it, I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful. Am I thinking about the Lord? Am I on Him? Or do I need to take a break? Amen. Amen. Let that minister to you. Amen. Everybody has things in their life they have to be very careful about. The thing in itself might not be sin, but that thing can pull you away from the Father. 
And if you get pulled away from the Father, then you get into sin. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this. God has called us to the highest privilege. I believe E.W. Kenyon said this. God has called us to the highest privilege of communion with himself and participating in the world's redemption. We share together. We share his heart for the world. He carries our burdens. He assumes our needs as his needs. We talk together. We walk together. We work together. My friend, that is the very purpose of redemption. God has a dream to share his world with you so you can take his world to other people. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good. Amen. If you're here, if you're listening to this recording right now, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you, you don't even have a relationship with God. The good news is a high price has been paid. The highest price has been paid. The blood of the Son of God was shed for you. And He paid the price. He died for our sins. And He rose again. And He removed our guilt, our shame, our judgment. What you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe you did that for me. I identify myself with that. And I confess you as Lord of my life. Do that with me right now, and your life will never be the same again. Say this after me. Dear God in heaven, I acknowledge I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he took my place on the cross, and he assumed all of my guilt and shame and judgment, having died for my sins. I believe after he was buried for three days, you raised him up to life, and I am now become righteous because of His resurrection. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen. My friend, if you did that, I announce to you, your sin is forgiven. It's washed away. You're now a child of God. Praise God. We love you. Visit our website, impacttoday.tv. And until next time, be sure to visit our YouTube, our, 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 our podcast, and listen to these sermons over and over again. Get them on the inside of you and walk with God every day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Impact Today made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.